0: Happy football Friday everybody it's your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast I'm Johnny Venerable he's Bo Brock welcome in to PHNX Cardinals welcome in to everybody in the chat as we preview KC versus AC AZ on the horizon tomorrow Saturday at State Farm Stadium but in the meantime hello to my co-host in studio at PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix Mr. Bo Brock
1: Johnny, what's going on? What's everybody? What's everybody doing in the chat today? Friday football tier tomorrow, right? I don't even know what's going on. I'm talking backwards right now. It's uh Hard it's up. exciting. We've got a huge show on tap. We know who the Arizona Cardinals are going to face at quarterback in week one. We also know that Cardinals are gonna get a dose, a pretty hefty dose of Patrick Holmes tomorrow. What should we see from the Redbirds? And who we think. The Arizona Cardinals, uh, what their 53-man roster is going to look like. And more importantly, what that depth chart is going to look like, according to us. Not the not what's being you know predicted by the team media or, or the team at this point. What Johnny Venerable and Bo Brock think.
0: Yeah, the only ones you should care about, frankly. Everybody in the <laughs> chat, what's up? Happy Friday, Michael Evans Beer Friday. I hope it's a four peaks, my guy. Jacob in the chat. Best time to start the stream, not having to rush after work. Love to hear that. Love it. And just keep it on replay all weekend long. No Fs given. It's my birthday today. Happy birthday, no Fs oh. given. Hope you have a tremendous birthday. Hope JG can get you a dub on your birthday weekend. You guys are fantastic in the chat. And I th- I think a-, a birthday gift come early is the fact that the Arizona Cardinals get to face Sam Howell and his one career touchdown pass in week one, Bob Brock. That became official today. Good Lord. Are you scared? That's terrifying for a couple different reasons. Sam Howell is the starting quarterback for whatever they're calling the Washington franchise these days, and yet still, Washington's a six-point favorite, Bob Brock. What, what do you make of this whole thing?
1: I, I make it as the Arizona Cardinals' best option for a dub in week one. I think that this is I mean, the, the best-case scenario for Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rollis, and the quarterback of the options that Washington presented. I think it's Sam Howell. Now I'll say this about Sam Howell: he's pesky, right? He's a he's a pesky little fella, six one out of North Carolina. He's got a skill set that you know it, it can be annoying. It can move the football. It can you know sustain drives and it can find Pater at times. But it's also susceptible to I think making mistakes. Now that that's a bit of speculation because we've got one game uh, under his belt. It was a meaningless regular season finale against the Cowboys last last year, where Sam Howell. Has a decent game, right? He goes, uh, passes for about 57%, throws a tuddy, throws a pick. He's got a rushing touchdown. He rushes for four first downs. That's the peskiness of him. I think he's got just enough of a skill set to where he can make his way every once in a while into a naive NFL franchise's starting lineup, but is he the solution for anybody at, at quarterback for, for the foreseeable future? I, I just don't think so. I really don't. I think he's a meaningless game king. Like, if you got a meaningless game, he's your king. He's your guy that you want to start there, I and mean, he'll perform well for you, and he'll he'll maybe get it done. But, you know, I think if you're Jonathan Gannon, if you're Nick Rallis, you'd probably turn on the tape against Dallas last year. He He had a solid preseason debut against the Browns. That's all well and good, but, you know, he'll make throws, he'll make plays, but he also has the ability to lose a football game. He really does. I mean, he's got... Uh, like a slow release. If you watch the film on him, not exactly the quickest as far as getting the football out. And as far as driving the ball down the field, I think he struggles there and his deep ball tends to kind of float. And when I think about, you know, the opportunity for Isaiah Simmons and this safety group, week one, I think they can get their hands on some footballs.
0: Yeah, I think this game's not going to be won by quarterback play. It's going to be won by, by coaching. And I, I like the Cardinals' chances in part because Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, their new OC, they're already taking shots at each other in the media. It's like, give me that. Give me a guy who's passed for one career touchdown in Sam Howell. Like, you called his game decent last year? Like, that's being kind. I mean, he was under 60%. He had 11 completions, right? I mean, Jacoby Brissett was signed to, to be competition. I don't know what happened there. Jacoby Brissett won games last year in Cleveland. I wonder if Jacoby Prezet, if the Arizona Cardinals did offer him a contract, is regretting going to Washington. Now, I, I do think eventually he's going to see the field for them, but this is best-case scenario for the Cardinals. This is not week one of Patrick Mahomes last year. No shit, Johnny. But again, <laughs> like you got Colt McCoy, who is limited, but I think Sam Howell's limited. And I think he is more prone, maybe even to Colt McCoy, than to, to turn the ball over because he's going to want to impress the fan base. He's going to be amped up, right? Jonathan Gannon, and especially now what we've seen from Nick Rallis after one preseason game, They're going to throw a ton of stuff at them. So I think if you were in the camp that the Cardinals are not going to be competitive until Kyler Murray comes back, I think you can throw that out the window. I think this is the best landing spot outside of maybe having it at home. But again, Cardinals don't play well at home. So we'll see for them to get a dub in week one. They're a six-point favorite right now at BetMGM. I expect that number to continue to go down. It started at six and a half. I think it could get anywhere between four to four and a half. And if you think about it, it's a three-point swing when you have the home field advantage. So they believe right now, Washington is about a three-point favorite, a field goal favorite in their building. All that can change with a turnover. All that can change with a Sam Howell pick six or fumble in the pocket. So if I'm JG and company, especially, and don't discredit this, Bob Rock, Gannon coached against Washington for mm-hmm. two seasons, four times. He knows what they want to do. And I get it. It's BNM. He knows their personnel. He knows Scary Terry. He knows how Ron Rivera operates. It's going to be an ugly game, and again, I've been saying this. I think the Cardinals are a smart bet at over plus two hundred right now.
1: Yeah, I mean the offensive line that he's going to be playing behind is not ideal. It was it would already looked uh, like it was it struggled in that that performance against the Browns to open up the preseason. And and a credit to Hal for having a decent game. I think he was like nine for twelve in that contest, and he's got you know some good receivers, including former Cardinals uh, great quarterback Logan Thomas at the tight end position. I mean, look. The Arizona Cardinals, if they play with their ears pinned back, if, if Zavin Collins in his in his regular season debut at pass rusher, and and you get you know a, a healthy pass rush squad, including Cameron Thomas is probably going to be down this week. B.J. Ujolari is probably going to be down this week against the Chiefs. If those guys can gear up for the regular season, um, they can they can eat and they can make Sam Howell you know very. Very uncomfortable in the pocket. And when you look at the the sample size it, from against Dallas when he was blitzed, I mean, he was he was pedestrian, as are most quarterbacks. And, and that's the thing. It's like Vance Joseph had an affinity for making mid quarterbacks look really good. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you know, I mean, who is the kid? Kyle Allen who came in here and he looked like Tom Brady for the Carolina Panthers. Gives me nightmares. Keeps me up at, at night far too often thinking about that game. But Sam Howell, I I, I don't think that, that you're going to see that from this coaching staff very often. I just don't. I don't think that JG and Nick Rollis have an appetite for it. When the the guy that comes in that looks like every other bro in the self-checkout line on Sunday mornings at Safeway in uh, Sam Howell, I don't think they're going to accept him making plays consistently Getting into rhythm throughout a football game enough to lead them to a dub, and, and you're right. This is not going to be a game that's going to be wet, be won by the quarterbacks. But I here's here's like this the case we're making against Sam Howell, fifth round pick, is the same case that I think you know why we need to ease maybe our expectations for a Clayton Tune, right? Because I think what the with the Cardinals are going to err on the side of his experience over pure athleticism and and throwing ability. Because that's where, you know, Toon separates himself from McCoy. And that's not the argument, but I
0: think Colt McCoy. No, that's, that's a fair point. That's one of the best points you've made all week. And and that's I'll fun. give you credit there. I pr- I appreciate <laughs> that bringing your A game on a Friday.
1: Right, but I think you know, and Colt and Colt or McCoy versus Hal. I mean, that's like a a Western showdown. Names like the Colts and the and the, the Hal's out there. I now I take back everything I take ten well places you were back and show. then and, and draw. Uh, but look, I mean, McCoy can go out there and he can he can put he can run a system. He can make enough throws, get the ball in playmakers' hands, and take care of the football enough and then let your defense do the rest,
0: I think that that's the game plan. I, I just I feel like this is such an evenly matched saga and situation for the Cardinals because I think the Cardinals have a plus player up front on their offensive line, multiple. I think they have a better offensive line than Washington. We're not going to go into a full week one breakdown here, but player for player, I think this cl- team's closer than people think. I think the Cardinals back seven is better in terms of their secondary with Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons and Marco Wilson. And I think their running back is better in, in James Conner, and I like their tight end. So, does Washington have legitimate receivers? Absolutely, but you can mitigate that by pressuring the quarterback. And we're going to see who's going to pressure this group, Bo Brock, as we do our 53-man roster predictions. But before we do that, Bo Brock, I don't know if you've been on BetMGM lately, but this line has been going up, down, sideways, whatever you want. It's got it for you. Minus six is Washington, so you can get the Cardinals at plus six right now at BetMGM. You can also Get yourself some free dollars, bonus bets. Seemingly, every time I log into the BetMGM app, use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona folks, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer.
1: Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York call 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 21+ plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Arizona 1-800-522-4700. Nevada 1-800-BETS-OFF. Iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan 1-800-981-0023. Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in DC, Kansas, Nevada, New York or Ontario. This continues to be the best place to work in the Valley. Uh, our GM is throwing us a party tonight. He's going to be smoking all uh, fine meats uh, at his place, at his establishment. Uh, I, I, I I don't have the menu pulled up, but it, apparently he's quite the whiz on the grill and he's going to be uh, treating us. And of course with that meat and I'm sure fine cheeses as well, because he's a classy guy and Saul all Bookman no, is the four peaks beer. It's going to be flowing. And, where it's our proud beer sponsor, the official beer sponsor of PHNX, your premier, of course, sports media outlet in the Valley of the Sun. we're partnered with the number one, of course, craft brewery in Arizona. And they've got at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram that you have to follow right now because they have great uh, the, the unveiled products. They'll show you all the things that are going on at their establishment there in Tempe on A Street, at Four Peaks Pub as well on Twitter. Keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery and check out for yourself what they've been doing so well at such an elite level for the last 25 years. Uh, and that's brewing beer, making great food, you know, appetizers. Of course, entrees, desserts, get it for yourself. Eight Street and Tempe. Got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy the beer and the great variety of beer there. And we also ask that you do it responsibly.
0: Damon, our sweet, sweet Damon, he's right. It's a meat party in the best possible <laughs> way. It's a meat party. We're gonna be slanging meat. We're gonna be having a good time. Uh, ribs. Anybody on deck? Uh, I cannot outside of just turning on my oven or or my grill outside. It's it's a rough scene at the the venerable household. So. Uh, I'm excited to to see what Mr. Bookman's got on tap tonight. Also, I'm excited. I'm going to pick your brain on this, Bo Brock, because I failed to mention this in the first segment. So Colt McCoy is the presumed starter week one, and the Cardinals are a six-point underdog against Sam Howell of all all people. Hypothetically, let's say Kyler Murray is activated. We have kind of put a tentative uh, deadline, or maybe it's firm, I don't know, on August 29th, which is a Tuesday, he has to be activated before that day, roughly, to be able to participate in practice and subsequently the regular season. Say Kyler Murray does miraculously come back week one for this franchise, Bob Brock. What do you think that does to the to the line? You go from Colt McCoy to Kyler Murray week one against Sam Hell in Washington.
1: Yeah, it, it, it inches closest or closer to, like you were saying, a home team gets, what, three, right? Just for being home. So I think it takes it closer to that just being Kind of a zero game, so it's mm-hmm. probably pushes the spread down to about what four, three and a half. Yeah, and they that give the edge, it, but with you know room to wiggle a little bit as as you as Kyler Murray knocks the rust off, right? But I think that
0: it absolutely goes the other; it goes down. The the spread yeah. shrinks a little bit. I think it goes down to about three and a half. I'm right there with you, uh, and what remains to be seen. That's why you got to keep your BetMGM app handy. And speaking of BetMGM, we do want to let everybody. No, in preparation for tomorrow's matchup, we unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, will not be at our typical site that we've let you know about, BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn. But fret not, be at the stadium, I will be in studio myself, Saul Bookman, a special guest, the newest member of our PHNX Cardinals team. And I don't think we are now allowed to, to announce just quite yet. Or maybe yeah. we are, and some will yell at me. Uh, we're doing a <laughs> pregame show a half an hour before kickoff. Roughly 4:30 Arizona time, halftime show if you fancy, and then immediately following the game, your definitive post game, which everybody knows, know and love. We were crushing it with all of you last Friday post game against the Denver Broncos. So again, no bet MGM tomorrow. Unfortunately, we will have pregame, post game in studio with all of you. Be there.
1: Yeah, really bummed that it's not happening tomorrow. But do not fret, as Johnny said, we will be with you as we always are. Uh, especially for that post game, breaking down everything from the game. I'll have the sights and the sounds from the locker room. Johnny, Saul, and our special guest, you guys will be diving into everything that transpires tomorrow against the uh, Super Bowl champion Chiefs and JG's Cardinals. Can they take that next step? Can they continue to get pressure on the quarterback? Better challenge on hand and on tap. Uh, with Kansas city is in the chat that they are in any Reid is planning on playing the bulk of his starters in the first half. So uh, excited to see it's going to be a nice uh, measuring stick for the cards. Are we getting into the depth chart? Is that what we're doing right now? Oh man, I can't wait.
0: Uh, um, we've teased this all week and now Bo Brock, it is, it is time. We're going to give our initial unified. We're on a unified front with this. You and I yeah. combed through this over the course of the last 24 hours To be able to to break down what we believe is going to be the final 53 Bull Brock for this team. Yeah, we collaborated uh, and it's not easy. I mean, there are a lot
1: of tough roster moves to make, and we certainly have like a a bubble of guys who I think are fringe uh, players to make this roster, but we ended up with 52. So we've got, right, we've got one spot open. For about seven guys, yeah. For about seven guys. So let's, with without any further ado, let's get into it. You want to start with the offensive side of the football? Let's do it. Let's start with the O. All right. Offensive, offensive you- side of the football. We'll start with the offensive line. It's been pretty much well set throughout training camp, even dating back to OTAs. DJ Humphreys at that left tackle spot. Elijah Wilkinson at the left guard spot. Yelda Frodo holding down center. Will Hernandez in his usual right guard spot. And then the rookie
0: sixth overall pick, Paris Johnson Jr., right tackle, Johnny. Got any issues with these? No. I mean, the starters themselves, I, I was ready to anoint Pat Eflin, who is not on this list. We're going to talk about him in, uh, here in a little bit. But I was ready to anoint him the center of the season until Yellow Frolho put a literal and figurative stranglehold on the position, slamming Zach Allen, destroying people up front for the Denver Broncos. Like, sign me up. 26, younger, more athletic. Elijah Wilkinson is the name to watch here as somebody who could be Wally Pipped at any point during the season, because I think he uh, from a 5,000 foot view is the weak link. I also think that, you know, DJ Humphreys, they're putting him on, on ice this preseason for a reason. They want to make sure he can make it 17 games. But again, if you think he can, that's, that's a, that's a lot asking for, for this kind of player, this kind of veteran. But the, the highlight to me is on the right side. Will Hernandez is poised to have a, a really nice year for this team and Paris Johnson jr is a budding star, a budding captain, a, buddy, a budding franchise building block for for the Arizona Cardinals. So to me, again, like Zach Ertz coming back from PUP has earned it. Trey McBride is right there waiting in the wings. But as far as the, the number five starting offensive line, this has been the same, bow. correct me if I'm wrong, since OTAs.
1: Yeah, it really has. It was surprising with Humphrey's down uh, or just not playing on Friday and he's he's 100% healthy. He's confirmed that multiple times throughout this preseason. He's just, you know, entering year 9. What what is he, what do you have the gain from him playing in the preseason? It was surprising to see Calvin Beecham in there at the left tackle spot, Josh Jones over the right tackle spot. Are they are they kind of I don't know. what's Calvin playing that left tackle spot for are, are they are they giving him uh, the benefit of giving, kind of showcasing him during the preseason, or is, J- is Josh Jones somebody that needs to to catch up to Kelvin Beachum. But I think that they, regardless of what it is, and I've got Jones still at the left tackle spot here, it's just because I think you know at the end of the day he's your strongest person. That if Hump isn't in there, you're going to go with Josh Jones. Um, and then I see Dennis Daly. He's been. Primarily the the backup left guard, and then John Gaines has been that center. Where, as you mentioned about F line, and we'll see what his status is. As the Arizona Cardinals added uh, an interior offensive lineman today, and F line's been out of practice. You know, is he going to miss some time? And they added Braylon Jones uh, to to the preseason roster. You know, John Gaines the second might just you know end up as the backup center for this team, which is pretty crazy considering
0: he's he's like a year removed from even playing that position at college. Well, and I, again, Pat F line to me, if he can't stay healthy in the preseason, I mean, what what do you expect from him during the regular season? Like I thought there was a chance he'd be here for a month and he'd overtake Froholt because they were, they were working out centers. But I think this team just works out alignment to work out alignment because they're proactive. This is not Steve Keim reactionary. Let's trade the farm for Cody Ford. Cause we need an interior alignment. This is no, right. no, no. We're going to build a pipeline of guys and ingratiate them into our system. Braylon Jones, as you mentioned, signed today. He's had a cup of coffee in the in the NFL. Let's see. Who knows if he'll even make the team? I would say the deck, deck is stacked against him. And, and again, Pat Eflin could could conceivably make this team. As you mentioned, he can play guard, right? He doesn't have to play mm-hmm. center. But what did this show, no other show, but this show tell you about two months ago? They are going to prioritize r- the rookies, and that includes John Gaines. They're going to give John Gaines every opportunity to be, uh, a not if not a starter, he's going to be an active player, whereas that that was not in vogue with the prior regime. So this does not surprise me. I'd say that if, if you're going to look at this from a 5,000-foot view, it would be an egregious mistake, which Austin Ford has not made yet, to, to cut Josh Jones. I, I think mm-hmm. that that would not make any sense. I get Kelvin Beecham's proven. He's on a two-year deal. Josh Jones, to me, you just keep him in-house, even if you have no desire to play him let him sign somewhere else in free agency and get a comp pick. He's going to get a comp pick fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever it is as a under or a unrestricted free agent because he plays tackle. And he's been pretty good when he's played tackle. So I can eat a roster spot and I can carry four tackles on this team. Bull Brock, if it means that I'm going to reap the benefits of it down the line. And again, DJ Humphreys has not been able to stay healthy. I want Paris Johnson jr. To play 17 games. We'll see if he can do that. That's asking no. a lot for a rookie. So It's just it's just smart. I I know nobody wants to admit it, but like Josh Jones to me, he's a valuable piece. And is he perfect? No, but I mean, he's capable. And for an offensive line that has never been capable historically consistently for this team, you got to carry more.
1: Right. And and Dennis Daly's versatility. I mean, I'm I'm a little skittish on that. I'm a little skeptical. I mean, he's a guard. Where, where he's a, where he can make an impact is guard uh if you ask the tennessee titan fan or if you say dennis daly in front of them they'll they'll cuss you out to your face and yeah, say we don't want him playing
0: anything but guard you
1: don't want him yeah bumping outside to play tackle um and it's just like if you're using a baseball analogy it's like in, in april if a team's saying hey we got a surplus of starting pitching so we're just going to get rid of a guy it's like you don't do that because you know it's in, you know it's inevitable that you, your starters guys are going to miss time and in And especially on the offensive line, just like pitching in baseball, you can never have enough of those guys. And Josh Jones, I think, proved in D.J. Humphrey's absence last year uh, that he can hang and and play at that level. Let's uh, finish off the line a little bit with the tight ends. Zach Ertz uh, removed from Pup. Uh, He continues to trend towards playing week one. That's why he's at the top at tight end one. Trey McBride, hopefully uh, in the same kind of boat as he makes his way back after having a slow training camp I think he's entrenched as tight end too. And then you start to look at this. I think one of these two guys is very vulnerable as far as this roster goes. Uh Jeff Swaim and and Noah uh Giai, uh, as far as who's gonna make the team. Traditionally, I guess NFL rosters take, you know, three tight ends for the most part. They just got to figure out which guy's gonna kind of win that job.
0: Yeah, Noah's had a really good training camp. Really good. And Jeff Swain's been kind of up and down. I think you know Ertz has earned it. McBride, let's see improve himself on game day. I don't think it's a good sign for either Jeff or Noah that Dennis Daly was like the the six lineman registered like up front Friday against the Broncos. Like instead of a tight end, it was Dennis Daly sometimes up there, and that's not a good sign. Um, I would keep all four. We're keeping all four in our offensive depth chart, but that I would put a big asterisk. I mean, right now, if you had to ask me, Bo, like I haven't seen him do it in a game. Noah has been more impressive to me than Jeff yeah. Sway has. He has, and, and he's he's been playing that H back
1: role a little bit. Right. And, and who knows like how comfortable this 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 coaching staff's going to be with with McBride? We don't know exactly what he's dealing with. We'll know, you know, once the first injury report comes out. The first week of the season but until then you know they're pretty tight-lipped about what McBride's dealing with but it's it's kept him from being a full participant in practice and it kept him you know out of the out of the uh the preseason opener also out of the preseason opener but was out there warming up was Marquise Hollywood Brown he's your wide receiver one and you know primarily in his absence has been Michael Wilson who I think you know on this depth chart and you'll, you'll see on the Arizona Cardinals official depth chart is Michael Wilson is back up to Hollywood or he's, no, he's back up to Pascal, but I think he's back up to both outside receiver
0: positions. I disagree. Well, I agree with why we put him here because I think it's going to mirror what the team does. Maybe even until week one, I think they'll probably have Michael Wilson as a non-starter, but he's going to start and he's going to have more snaps and more targets and more touches than Zach Pascal, because what what the hell are you doing if you're not doing that? Sure. I think this is a respect play. Because I know people in the chat are like, "Why isn't Michael Wilson starting?" This is a respect play because Gannon and company courted Zach Pascal to come here and be a glue guy. You give him his two cents, right? You 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 you, you fall through with the plan that you pitched to him. I think if if anything, Marquise Brown to me is is the most vulnerable of this receiving core outside of Rondell Moore. Not for playing time, but Michael Wilson, if he has the kind of season we're all hoping and projecting, and and this team is able to add. Marvin Harrison Jr. next spring, like how does that fit with Marquise Hollywood Brown? What does Marquise Hollywood Brown need to do to get a contract extension? Mm-hmm. 1,200, 1,300 yards. So I, I Michael Wilson is a threat to every single individual outside at receiver because I believe he is going to be a rhythm player. He is going to dominate underneath something that they're going to need to rely on with Colt McCoy I don't know how how valuable Hollywood Brown is until Kyler Murray comes back. And that's not an indictment on on Hollywood, but Colt McCoy cannot stretch the field. He cannot make throws, in my opinion, that accent and highlight Marquise Brown. So I think we're going to see some scenarios, Bo, where Mm -hmm. this is interchangeable. And it's Michael Wilson and Zach Pascal as well. And Hollywood Brown's on the sideline.
1: As Michael Wilson was having an absolute day yesterday in camp or in in practice, Marquise Brown was just as impressive, and I think you'll see once he gets out there, they really are emphasizing in, in a guy that's known for his speed. But you're seeing it on full display in this offense. You really are. I think that uh, I, I disagree with that. I think that Drew Petzing's offense, like he's going to be able to find. I hope like, so. Like, Jacoby Brissett does not have a great arm. He was able to tap into uh, what Amari Cooper does well. And I think that it, it works the same with with Hollywood Brown. Uh, Rondell Moore at the slot, I mean, that's just a matter of if he can stay healthy, I think he'll give he'll get the benefit of the doubt over Dorch, but just like Michael Wilson, I think Dorch is going to find his way onto the playing field. Um, and then, you know, you look at... And Pascal's probably... He, I think he's the only guy that's playing special teams right. and, and he's not even in a return role. So that tells you all you need to know about that as far as, you know, what his role on it, he's, he's, he's just kind of everywhere. He's your do everything guy. And so is Dorch. Hey, just ask him what you need to do. And he's going to do it for you. And he's going to do it at a, at a, uh, at a high level. And then these other guys are just receivers
0: in, in, in you know, catch
1: the ball, make plays running back.
0: Hang on, hang on, that hang, real on quick? hang on, hang all on. Right. Mr. Spacely echoes my sentiments here. And while okay. I think this is going to be week one, you said it's only a matter of time. We got to see what we're with Rondell Moore. I think it's only a matter of time before Greg Dortch overtakes Rondell Moore, Mr. Spacey in the chat. I like Dortch more than more than more unpopular opinion. That's a popular opinion with me, Mr. Spacely, on this show. Uh, Greg Dortch is a better football player than Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore might be more talented. Greg Dortch will ha- will be the, the team's starting slot receiver by midseason, I'll make a prediction right now. No disrespect to Rondell Moore, with, with what I've seen over the last 18 months, Greg Dortch deserves it. He's just going to bide his time. He's going to make plays when he gets a chance to come into games, make plays on special teams. But I, I, Rondell Moore needs to show this fan base a lot this year.
1: Yeah, I think he, he look. He's he's done what he's needed to do though to kind of hold things the status quo throughout training camp and in preseason. You know, he nearly made a huge play it uh, could have been bigger. It was hilarious how he smashed the football against his helmet post play because he knew he, he could have gotten more uh in, in the preseason opener against the Broncos. But I think you know Rondell Moore's doing what he can to hold off Dorch, but any slip up, I, I agree. I mean it's, it's literally be, on the
0: it's, field last week. It it's gonna be light the, the torch,
1: light the torch, light the dorch no doubt about it. Running back, it's 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 the James Conner show. I mean, the the, re- the last like the the next three names, I mean we're just guessing. We're not guessing. I mean, it's an educated guess, but I, I just, it, it can, it's going to be fluid behind James Conner. It really is until somebody emerges.
0: Tyson Williams, I will give him his flowers. I talked to Bo about this off air. I rewatched the game last night. He was really good in the second half, like making people miss at the line of scrimmage to get something out of nothing. Um, whereas Corey Clement, to me, if he's not in there pass protecting or if he's not playing special teams, like, he should not be touching the football, respectfully for Corey Clement. What I saw was not good enough against the Broncos. I know they have a stout, you know, defensive front. Keontae Ingram, to me, a huge game against Kansas City on Saturday night. Uh, he he has to seize this opportunity. If he doesn't play and play well against Kansas City, Bull Brock, you might as well yeah. ship him out of town. Like, what are you doing? You're missing the first two preseason games. You've got a golden opportunity. I'm surprised the Cardinals didn't didn't work out a of note this week, signed somebody. This is the biggest crapshoot on the roster outside of defensive line, in my opinion.
1: And this this could be a situation when these four guys make the roster, uh, and it's submitted, you know, by the deadline, and it's still not submitted, you know, for the season opener. Like, there's going to be. I mean, most most NFL teams have anywhere from five to seven backs in camp right now, and they're going to all whittle down to about four. And there's going to be, you know, close to 50 running backs that are going to be released by an organization. So I think that there's going to be a running back. Uh, there's like very little doubt in my mind that there's going to be a running back on this roster to start things out that it's not here right now. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately that's, that's going to be because night. of Tyson Williams. That,
0: that'll that be Tyson Williams spot. Would you, you feel comfortable saying Probably, that?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Because in order to get, you know, whoever it is up to speed – Clement has done everything he's been asked to. He came back, you know, following an injury in the preseason opener. And and Ingram, I think, is somebody they they really want to see what he's about. Haven't had the opportunity to see that. Uh, I, I think Tyson, it, it, despite you know what you saw against the Broncos, it's a numbers game, and and it's 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 a tough position to to crack. But you know, I'm watching the Hard Knocks last night with the Jets, and they just signed Alvin Cook. They already have Brees Hall returning from an ACL injury. They've got Michael Carter. I think they drafted the kid out of pit that the Cardinals had
0: worked out. Like watch out, watch out with Michael Carter. That's a name to watch. Yeah. Very interesting name to watch. So uh Kyler Ren saying Dermacato over
1: Clement at this point. I, I just I haven't seen that trust put into Dermacato that they have in Clement, just to having experience um and and it's going to come down to you know obviously the importance of pass pro and and other things that go into playing that position
0: i i agree with chase clement is boring no spark i've been using (laughs) the term juice that he has no juice there's no lateral movement explosiveness to his game where he's gonna have a benefit though is he i think he was briefly with gannon in philadelphia like they they like him right probably going to be a fixture on special teams but again like This franchise, and I love everything they've done this offseason, save for two moves. I don't like how they've handled Colt McCoy, and I I think that it was a mistake either not to sign a back on the cheap of note or to draft a back. Tank Bigsby, anybody? Somebody like that that they worked out because James Conner, I I know they're going to milk him for everything he's got this year. He's making eight figures, and they're going to say, okay, go out there and earn it. If it was up to James, he'd play every snap all 17 weeks. That's not realistic. It's a 60-40 combo, just like he had with Chase Edmonds two years ago is the best usage for him. And now he's two years older. It, you're rolling the dice because contrary to popular belief, like you you can't be ass at running back and expect to win. It will derail you, especially for a team that wants to run the football as much as Petsing and company.
1: Yeah. Now the quarterback position, and you see in our – this is what we're predicting is the initial 53 – who do we have on this in that quarterback position,
0: Colt McCoy, Clayton tune. You really have to squint. Can you, you not know, just <laughs> recite this from the top? It's around talking point for six weeks.
1: And Kyler Murray.
0: That means Kyler Murray we're predicting comes back before the re- the start of the regular season to at least practice. He's off PUP, but we were of the mindset this show tentatively is Colt. McCoy is going to be the starter week. One Clayton tune will probably be active. Kyler Murray will probably not be active maybe you can bring up if you can get David Blau on your practice squad if he's not vested and you you could bring him up some some kind of hodgepodge of that but we think Kyler Murray will be a part of this 53-man roster week one Bob Rock
1: yeah I mean look it's it's complete speculation right and it's I think that the organization's telling the truth when they really don't know a a true timeline And, and but they've got you know, as we outlined, just a few days to kind of figure things out. And uh just looking at other players and in, in in their timeline as far as how they've returned, Kyler Murray. Um, you know, I think they want to keep the door open in case he he gets back and, and he can push to play before after week four or before week four, or I should say week five, because it would be four weeks on the shelf at the minimum on PUP.
0: And yeah, I, I emphasize minimum there. Uh that's it. That's the offensive depth chart. Let's go back to a couple of handsome boys here on a football <laughs> Friday. A lot to take in. I think to summarize what's gonna happen with the center position, can hold hold it down? Josh Jones, can he make the team? I think it'd be a mistake not to. And then looking at the skill players, Bo, it's like, does Andre Bacelli knock off somebody else for that? Fifth or sixth wide receiver spot. Yeah. What happens with Michael Wilson? I I, I think it's just it's, it's something in text. It doesn't mean anything. And then the Kyler Murray factor with James Conner and and the running backs. There's some there's some intrigue, but I think I'd argue and you'd argue the same. There's much more intrigue defensively.
1: Yeah. Let's take a look at that defensive side of the football. Nick Rollis' crew. Uh, let's start with the outside linebackers, Avin Collins, Dennis Gardeck gets the sack in the preseason opener. And he continues to, uh, be in favor of the, of the coaching staff. He'll hold down that spot until they give him a reason not to, until he gives them a reason not to. And then the defensive front led betters played very well. So did LJ Collier, big, uh, uh just pass bat down. And his first action as a Cardinal, and then Lucky Fotu's kind of emerged as one of the holdovers from the previous regime. He's kind of at that nose tackle spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, this defensive line's grown on me. Uh, Kyer, I think, is firmly entrenched as a starter. Led better flash last year. Let's see if he can build on that. Fotu, to me, is vulnerable just because I've seen him get trucked so many Sundays and has looked the opposite of what a nose tackle should be. But that was under Vance Joseph. So again, I'm giving. The immense benefit of the doubt to Jonathan Gannon. I think that and Nick Rollis, to some extent, that should be a big asterisk on this entire defensive depth chart. What J G wants, JG is going to get. And if he wants lucky like photo then I, I have belief in that. They see him every day in practice. Um so this this defensive line, I, i'll I'll continue to argue it, it doesn't have a ton of talent. But if it can overachieve and one to two guys can emerge and just be solid, can L j. Collier? And Jonathan Ledbetter be solid starters get three or four sacks apiece, then you're cooking with gas, and yeah. then you can say, okay, we're not as bad as we thought. Actually, we're pretty solid. Jonathan Gann yeah. and Nick Ross coached this unit up. What we saw last year was an investment in J.J. Watt in conjunction with Zach Allen. That and to, I, I'm not putting that on these guys. Those guys, they I mean, the Cardinals got run over every Sunday, and that's with two inside linebackers that went in the top 16 just the scheme was so out of whack that I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt to this new regime. Do, do what you need to do. You've got the groceries now, cook them up how you want. So I think they've checked the box. Can they check another one tomorrow against KC?
1: Yeah. And it's going to be, there's probably, you might want to carry a sixth defensive lineman just because of the rotation they like to run. And, you know, I see people say, and they still believe in a Richard Lawrence and, and that's fine. He's going to have to prove it over the next two games. Um, and and then you look at the pass rush, which is a, a deep group. It really is. Uh, you know, obviously, you're monitoring the, B, you know, BJ Ujilari's status. Is he going to be ready to go? Cameron Thomas, who hasn't, who didn't practice this week, his status, uh, and Majay Sanders, who has a wrap on his hand, which was once a uh, a cast. You know, those are those are things to monitor. So three of those guys, and then you know, somebody saying in the chat as far as no violence, referring to and that's Dana Robinson as far as Jesse Luchetta um you know who's played really well as far as camp and preseason but it's a numbers game and you know when, when if Zaven Collins, BJ Ujolari, Cameron Thomas, Majay Sanders and Dennis Kardec are all healthy there's just not enough snaps to go around to keep a to to really keep either Lucetta or Victor DuMackey there's just not enough reps for him to get and there's needs in in space you have to make on the roster elsewhere
0: yeah i I agree with that. Um, Luketa and Victor Dumeniagi are guys you'd like to have on the team as as depth guys, as special teamers. But there's there's not a special pass rush quality, which is what you're asking for. Like, I, I think you can make an argument on certain Sundays, like they're like a better maybe all around like defender than some of these guys. They know where to go. But like Ogilari was a was a top fifty prospect for a reason, almost top forty because he's explosive. Zaven Collins was a first round pick explosive, physical, violent, as we saw last Friday. Maje Sanders was fantastic in limited time last year. Cameron Thomas got a sack last week. I mean, the one that I I put the asterisk on, but he he proved me wrong Friday, will he continue to do so, is Dennis Gardeck. I mean, Mm -hmm. like this is a group of five that's going to be interchangeable. I think zavin has got immense versatility to be able to put his hand on the ground. He's the biggest of the group. Cameron Thomas is showing he can play up front as well. I, I just think you know Victor Nuñez and, and Jesse Luketta. If and when they get cut, they're going to be on NFL teams this year. But the Cardinals have enough average on their defensive line, and maybe a little below average. They got to roll the dice on some special. You got to you got to say B.J. Ogilari may not know the playbook as well as these guys, but he's he's got special abilities we need to tap into if we're going to go to the next level. And that's what the coaching staff with Vance Joseph and company failed to do time and time again. Let's play it safe. With the Ben Niemans of the world and these guys who they have very low ceilings, but they're not going to embarrass us. Where's the production? Where's the sacks? Where, you know, where's the explosiveness? The Cardinals are getting back to we want the best players on the field, bar none, and and this is going to showcase that. ojalari has got the furthest to go, in my opinion. He's missed so much time, but they're not going to they're not going to blackball him for the lack of a better term. He, he's going to play this year. Just yeah. just give it some time.
1: Yeah. Let's move to the the secondary, and we'll get to some of these names you guys are throwing out there. You know, What about Dante Stills? You know, we'll get, we'll kind of revisit Rashard Lawrence. As we said, we've got 52 guys on this roster, so there's one spot for one guy, and it's a long list of people vying for it. And, of course, Garrett Williams and Kyler Murray. Kyler's on the pup, and Garrett Williams is on the non-football injury list as he's still rehabbing his ACL tear from last October against Notre Dame. But as we get to the defensive secondary, Johnny – We've added Jalen Thompson to the slot. He's obviously going to be a starting safety for this team. I think if you're looking at your base, you'll have Jalen Thompson in there. You'll have Buda Baker in there. You have Marco okay. Wilson. And as we had that conversation earlier this week, I encourage you to check out you know, the CB2 competition YouTube video. Antonio Hamilton, I think just with the experience right out of the gates, probably gets the start, but you're going to see... Guys like Keithell Clark and Christian Matthew enter a
0: rotation to find their way on the field in the regular season. Yeah, this cornerback group is really growing on me. Um, Hamilton looked good last Friday. He's not gonna embarrass you. Keytral Clark, we asked Greg Dortch yesterday, who's the player that everybody needs to pay attention to. He mentioned the sixth rounder out of out of uh Louisville. I mean, he he's a dog. He's somebody that this this team is gonna build around in the secondary. And that's that's got to get you excited. What we've seen from Garrett Williams is this kid's poised for significant playing time when he does come back. And I, I would be surprised if that's not sooner rather than later. And Christian Matthew, listen, he's got some size. I think he, if you're looking at this group right now, if there's one player that's vulnerable, a cornerback, it's, it's Christian Matthew, but you need five corners in today's NFL. You need depth and outside of Marco Wilson, the rest of these guys are going to play special teams. So I think if there, if there's an area we're shortchanging, it's safety. They probably could use one more safety to be a backup to Buddha and Isaiah Simmons. But I mean. Jalen is is so skilled; he can maneuver around. Just Gannon and his defensive backs are interchangeable. Uh, we we go back to the template that Philadelphia set, We're trying to mirror that here. So, I mean, all of these names I think will be on the roster, say, for maybe Christian Matthew. But I I have a this is the strength of the defense. You want to laugh at that if you're an external, you don't follow this team. I I think Marco Wilson is prime for a big year. Everybody knows how I feel about Isaiah Simmons. Certainly a tremendous athlete. and Buddha's Buddha. So. Um yeah it's 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 the unit that I think they'll lean on the most.
1: Yeah, and then the kind of the inside linebacker spot, No, not 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 been talked about a lot because I think that it's just all steady. There wasn't a lot of uh, flowers for Kazier White and TJ Edwards until free agency when they got paid uh about the linebackers in that Philly defense. It's kind of the uh, lunch pail unsung heroes of that defense and they should be steady, I think. Any kind of combination of of Kazir White, Chris Barnes, Owen Papo, and Josh Woods is gonna be fine at that inside linebacker spot. No longer are the days, as you mentioned, like the Ben Neiman, the Tanner Vallejos not being able to be, you know, be athletic enough or fast enough to keep up with NFL offensive skill players.
0: And these are all external signings, which m- makes us believe they're all going to make the team. Kazir White with Gannon and Philadelphia signed. Chris Barnes was a signing this offseason, as was Josh Woods. Josh Woods, an elite special teamer. And Owen Papo had a green dot on his helmet in the second half of Denver last week and I think is projected to be a starter in 2024. They're yeah. not going to let any of these guys walk. So yeah, I, th- I feel like this group is solidified. Now, I texted Bo Brock a name that's not on this list that's been a darling <laughs> of not only the inside linebacking core but the special teamer group as well. And we're going to talk about that name as well as a couple others. I know people are saying, where's Rashad Lawrence? Where's stills? We got one spot left based on the names that we've dove into. And Bo, um, producer Emma, if you wouldn't mind taking us off uh, back on screen, like there's one spot for about six, seven guys. Do we, want to, yeah. do we want to build that list or do we want to talk about specialists real quick?
1: Let's roll through the specialists real quick. I mean, okay. I'm not, we're not going to spend too much time. Yeah, like the Dorch, at the kick, returner, punt, returner spot. It. We, it's been far too long that we've seen a toddy from that position. I think that ends this year because our guy Greg Dorch finds uh pay dirt. Kicker Matt Prater, Aaron Brewer's back, and then I think, this is my guess, I think Nolan Cooney is your option at punter. Okay,
0: no issue with any of that. Uh, and again, punter could be interchangeable. Dorch is, is going to be fantastic, as he always is, um, returning the football. All right, let's talk about it. So on the bubble, this is who we decided on. And again, throw out a name if we're missing it. But Zeke Turner, inside linebacker, Darnell Vance-Joseph, did not make our final 53 projection. Rashad Lawrence, draft pick of Steve Keim, fourth rounder. Andre Bacellia, who's had a, a good camp, right? Could be the outside seventh receiver looking in. Dante Stills, defensive tackle this year late in the draft. The aforementioned Victor Dumakeji and Jesse Lucchetta. And then two guys offensively, Pat Fline and David Blau. I mean, those are guys that have all played significant time this preseason and, and during training camp. But I mean, there's only one spot left of those names I just read to you. Who who you plugging and playing? Yeah, that Final I mean, 53.
1: and you can you can make the case you know maybe Kyler doesn't start the the year uh, as far as on the roster Is the 53. Could he could he remain on pup? Um, that opens up a spot. You know what's the deal uh, with Garrett Williams? He's still NFI, so he's is he going to be on the roster? You know the, the the window is closing on that, but they'll make a decision. Um, so, but as we see it, you know, one spot right now, I think you probably go with a Dante stills. I think you err on the side of the guy you drafted with projectables, things like guy who has the upside that you you've seen in training camp and, and in preseason. Uh, I think stills is because we know, I think we know what, what we, as much as you can about Andre Bacellia. He's a guy that was on and off the practice squad all last year in the previous season to that. Like, thank you for your service. You, you're like, you're a pro. You've helped out the young players, and it's tough. This is a tough game. And, and the Cardinals are trying to get, you know, the best uh, core that they possibly can. And I look at Bachelia in there. I think Davian Davis, Caden Davis, who had a touchdown, and Brian Cobbs. I mean, they're all kind of on the same level. And that's, I don't think that's enough, uh, especially with, I think, as we talked about yesterday, the receiving cores, is, is, I think, sneaky good. It's going to surprise some people. And then, you know, if, if if there is no Kyler, I think there is serious consideration uh, for Blau, how he performed down the stretch, how he performed down the stretch in the regular season last year and the third quarterback situation where teams are going to probably carry a third quarterback where in years past, before the, the rule came out this offseason about that emergency quarterback, uh, it made no sense. So I think that they they would consider that if, if Kyler's not you know in close. To and not uh, you know ir or popped.
0: Yeah, I, I think Blau's on the on the fifty three man roster. If Kyler's not removed from pop before August 29th, which is a Tuesday, I uh, I think he's earned it. You got to have three quarterbacks active, especially when Colt McCoy could go down with a sneeze. Right, with respectfully for Colt McCoy, like you have to. David Blau to me proved last year and and during that preseason game, like he can be competitive. He's got an NFL arm. I, I'm anxious to see him against Kansas City, and I think he should start the entire game along with Clayton Toon against Minnesota next weekend. Jeff Driscoll, goodbye. I'll see you later. Uh, I mean, There's no point in emphasizing that. Rashad Lawrence, I think, is gone. Um, and I think if you're flipping a coin between Rashad Lawrence and Dante Stills, emphasize the fact that Stills was a draft pick of Monty Austin Ford. And Stills had a couple flash plays in the st- second half against yeah. Denver. K.G. Jesse Lucchetta, we. we I, I just don't think there's enough room. They They are average to below average, in my opinion, outside linebackers in today's NFL. They got chances last year. They could not make the most of it. They could not sniff the quarterback. Pat Fline to me is a wild card. Um, you know, gaines didn't play particularly well in the second half, but again, that's a tough position to convert to. I'm with you. I wanted to like, kind of go off the beaten path, but I'm I didn't think you would say Stills. Stills is easily my choice. I the fact that even if he's a late round pick, he looked very capable for this team. I I'll make a prediction right now the entire rookie class is making this team. The Cardinals aren't good enough not to do that.
1: Yeah, pork 270, we gotta update that avatar, my man. Uh, Kyler and Sean Payton in Cardinals gear. But yeah, I think tomorrow will tell us a lot about this team, absolutely. I I completely agree. This is the main dress rehearsal. Week three is going to be, you know, guys who are fighting for spots, that's gonna be their time. This is gonna be the the main dress rehearsal as far as who they feel is going to be uh, their main players for this, for this to open up at least this regular season. So uh, stills, you can throw them in into to that defensive line group, it goes to six. Uh, and that's right where you, you probably want to be, especially when you're rotating guys in and out. And, and, you know, it's not, as we mentioned, last, you know, what JG was dealing with last year, where it was just a, an embarrassment of riches from Fletcher Cox to Jordan Davis to Indomitian Sioux. Uh, it, it's not that it's, you're going to have to have fresh legs and in, in clear lungs
0: uh, getting after the quarterback to to make any kind of noise with this group. Jalen in the chat, Jesse Lucchetta led the team in pressures last week. Also had a PFF grade, the highest of anybody that played 10 snaps on special teams. Y'all sleeping. That would mean keeping 10 linebackers. If you include the inside backers as well, that's a lot. That's who's, a lot. Who's going to outplay as far as the top five, who, who do you slot him in? I mean, you'd older? have to, you'd have to say Dennis Gardeck gets moved or cut or right. they shed his salary. And, like if that, if they want to do that, I'm not going to get bitching. They're about pretty that. far
1: away from each other on the depth chart. So mm-hmm.
0: I would, and there's, and he's not sniffing the top four guys. So right. in the, and, and if you keep Jesse Lucchetta, you got to keep six outside linebackers. I mean, that's, that's a ton of outside linebackers. That's too many in my opinion. So no, I, I think as far as Monty,
1: JG's, Nick Rallis's evaluation, they're going to be able to figure out who's going to be able to make plays. It, like, they'll be able to decipher preseason play and, into what's going to be making impacts on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree with that. Um, I also agree with my stomach, which is telling me that I need some illegal pizza in my life ASAP sooner rather than later. This episode of pH Cardinals is brought to you by our friends at illegal Pete's uh, patio season is right around the corner. It's starting to cool off just a bit breezy today, a little bit of rain. Uh, that means patio beers for football season. Can't wait to go. Monday night football, Thursday night football. I mean, that's kind of the low-key benefit of this team not playing on national TV. Like, I'm just going to go to Legal Pizza and watch a ton of NFL football this year. Patio beers, margaritas, they're the strongest in Arizona. So, you know, drink responsibly. But irresistible drinks and mouth-watering food, sign me up. Bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, whatever you want, including some custom cocktails. Hot queso. Legal Pizza is your go-to spot this summer, this fall. Stop by, happy hour. It's not one of those janked happy hours, which is for like seven minutes. No, no, no. 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day, all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's is the go-to burrito buddies and beer spot for the last 28 years here in the Valley. Check them out. How about a
1: little palate cleanser of OGs after some Illegal Pete's? Uh, I mean, it's fantastic. And then we've got the best deal Going on right now, partnering up with our friends over at OG's Brands on multi-flavor bags. They're going to get you 25% off. Right now, through August 31st, you can get 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at all Arizona, the flower shop locations. That's every flower shop location in AZ. You can get 25% off all 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams. All you have to do right now, you can place an online order at the flower shop usa.com. That's the flower shop. usa.com. Place that order. Use the discount code. Yeah, you guessed the phnx at checkout, and then head to your nearest flower shop location and pick it up. That's right. This deal is exclusive to our phnx viewers and listeners. It's available for only online orders that are picked up in person. Use the discount code PHNX at theflowershopusa.com, and you'll get the 25% off all 100-milligram bags of the fruits and the creams from OG's Brands. Check out ogsbrands.com. Follow them on social. It's going on until August 31st. Hashtag flavor in life. Got to be 21 years or older.
0: Uh I'm to flavor your palate here with a little BetMGM action on the app. Right now, you can bet on all things preseason. Cardinals still remain a 7.5-point dog against Kansas City, plus 240. Uh, last week, made a little bit of scratch. Not sure if you heard this at BetMGM. This week, I'm going to try to do the same. Plus 240 gets you some money and then some with bonus bets at BetMGM. I posed this question to you off-air, Brock. I will ask it again for the peeps, all 128 of you like this video, by the way. If the Cardinals come out, they don't even have to necessarily win. But let's say, similar to the first half against Denver, if they make Kansas City and subsequently Patrick Mahomes look average, look rattled, right, and they look competent, again, defensively, and to some extent offensively, how soon will you be ready to anoint them ahead of schedule or do you not put any stock in this at all?
1: No, I, I think you do need to put some stock into it. I mean, you're you're getting in in the main dress rehearsal of the exhibition season, the the best team on the planet. I mean, the 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 team that's that was the last one standing at yep. the end of last year, and and we saw firsthand how things can get out of hand with Patrick Mahomes. With you know, we'll see what Kelsey's status is, but it looks like it's going to be the first team for the Chiefs on both sides of the football and. You know, that's going to be a measuring stick and it, and it could be humbling. It, it often is against the Chiefs, no knock against the Arizona Cardinals. But if they can, if they can hold serve, if they can, you know, force the offense off the field a couple times in the first half, that's a big dub. If if they can force the three and out against Mahomes and crew, that's, a, I don't care that he's trying to work in some new receivers after having some turnover at that position the last couple of years. years. I, I mean, I think that it's, it's a way better you know measuring stick than the Denver Broncos. I mean watching re-watching the tape, the Broncos offensive line it's going have it's going to struggle hanging with any defensive line in the league. And you know uh, tip of the cap to to Rollis's group for just winning against whoever they were playing against because they did. They outright just punished the the Broncos offensive line, but this is a much
0: better test and I and I'm really interested to see what the outcome is. Uh, I want to get to some of these comments here. Porks270, I'm sorry, but Gannon and Rouse look pretty badass, especially Rallis hoodie game. Goes crazy, I agree with that. Run it back. Uh, CJM Entertainment, I want to see some pancakes and progress on the run. Uh, I think a lot of that is predicated on can Keonta Ingram play because I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to see James Conner. Uh, and the offensive line was doing a nice job creating holes last week. Corey Clement and company just couldn't hit him hard enough, in my opinion. Jalen Blair, if our D-line can do to KCO line what we did in Denver, and I've been hearing this a lot this week, I might start drinking the Kool-Aid. Pick up a glass. It's time Mix to start it drinking up. that Kool-Aid because Mix I it I up, do
1: pour me a glass. If that I don't, happens,
0: I don't think we're going to get a Cardinal team that rolls over to the defending Super Bowl champions. You've got Buda Baker number three suiting up tomorrow. He Didn't play last week. Uh, I think you're going to have Cazier White playing. I think you're going to see, of course, Isaiah Simmons out there. You're going to see what I what I think closely resembles their starting defense, and uh, they'll be fired up for this game because a lot of players. Well, Brock, we know, are not going to play against Minnesota next yeah. Saturday. So this is their chance before the regular season gets some live bullets thrown at them, say for Minnesota practice joint practices next week. So I I I don't I don't know if they're gonna win. I don't know if they're capable of hanging with Kansas City's depth, but I I don't think Patrick Mahomes, unlike week one against VJ last year, is gonna go up and down the field. I think the Cardinals are gonna get a stop or two.
1: Yeah, and Hoodie Rollis would be up to his his usual tricks. I mean, that would be an unbelievable start for him. And you know, somebody had said in the chat a couple of days ago, like, I you know, I predict Nick Rollis is an NFL head coach in three years. I mean, if he's if he's already starting to put together in a loose game plan, if he start you know concepts and calls that are going to get the the defense with what their personnel is uh, off the field against Kansas City with what their personnel is. Uh, I mean, that's that's just, they're they're trending in the absolute right direction. I don't care what time of year it is. It's just, it's, that, that's what you're looking for come tomorrow. I mean, if they can, can generate pressure and, and make Patrick Mahomes
0: uncomfortable,
1: that's a good sign. And if you can do it against Patrick Mahomes, you sure as shit can do it against Sam Howell in
0: week one. Who's got the most to prove in, in your mind? I think, you know, Keontae Ingram needs to play and play well. I'd I'd love to see Trey McBride get a couple targets in the pass game. I don't think Colt McCoy can come out and look like trash. Like I think I think he needs. I to... I don't think he will. He had a really solid week of practice. He looks fresh. What's, solid. Looks... What's solid to you? He, what, he was distributing
1: the football. He was putting. He was making throws on the line. Uh, you know, he was he was efficient in the red zone. There weren't a lot there. I rarely didn't see any turnovers. There was one pass breakup from Buda Baker. Um, but no, I think Colt McCoy had a really solid week of practice. I think he's getting the grasp of the of the language, the cadence that Drew Petsing wants him to play with. Uh, I'm not just being a Colt McCoy truther here to be anti-Tune because I want to see a lot from Tune tomorrow as well. But I, I think that McCoy can run a pretty full version of, of this offense at this stage. Like we're still not going to see... Pets and get into all the calls and he'll probably just scratch the surface as far as how deep of the, of the, uh, of his playbook he's going to get into. But, you know, I think that, you know, McCoy has a lot to prove. I mean, he can make it as ho-hum as it was week one where he's just, you know, they're moving the chains and he, and he's throwing completions and, and not making very many big plays. Uh, but you know, I, th- I think that they can, they could sneak in a big play tomorrow.
0: Would be nice. Uh, I like this porks. Colt's going to play his role, Chase. The checkdowns look good. I don't know if that's tongue-in-cheek or not. Uh, he did scramble for that first down with that Paris Johnson Jr. big block on Randy Gregory. Um, better defense, I think, in Kansas City than you saw with the Denver Broncos. I think Kansas City's got a, a Steve Spagnola. He, he knows what he's doing defensively, and, and we wouldn't be surprised if they dial a few things up for old Colt McCoy. I'm going to be surprised if everybody, though, doesn't go and use the promo code PHNX at FOCO, FOCO.com. They've always got our back here. Win plug in Arizona sports, straw hats, bags, poles, everything you need for the big game. is Also, downloading a few pieces for our set at the PHNX studios. I got this JJ Watt bobblehead keeping the good vibes going. You can check all the good stuff they've got going on at foco.com. Again, use that promo code PHNX for all non-sale pre note for all non pre-sale items. Use that promo code PHNX 10% off foco.com.
1: Oh, look at that. Foco, that Kyler bobblehead. That's unbelievable. The, the whole, all, all the gear they have at foco.com. You don't want to miss out on, on any of that. Also, you don't want to miss out on any of the action going on at gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. Get yourself into the member discord. Get yourself a hat for free every year, like Johnny has on his head, or a shirt like that Hollywood Hills sign on Camelback Mountain. That t shirt right there is fantastic. Get it at the phnx locker. You can buy it. Or you can get it for free at becoming a diehard today. So much access you won't believe uh, by becoming a diehard and, and just really uh, joining the PHNX community. It pays for itself. You get discounts at uh, so many of our partners around the valley. Uh, sign up today. Go PHNX.com and PHNXlocker.com. Man. All right. So tomorrow, pregame show, we got our special guests lined up. Saul Bookman, the GM, is going to be in the house. But, uh, I mean, gonna be a fun game, regardless. I mean, are we gonna get the dramatics? Are we gonna get a, a, a two seconds left on the clock touchdown to put them ahead? I don't know. That might be asking for too much back-to-back weeks. But you know, I, I think when you when you see preseason opponents like this one offers more than the usual opponent.
0: Yeah, I the theatrics were great last Friday. Give me, as Ian says in the chat, a Michael Wilson touchdown. Hollywood Brown touchdown, a Trey McBride touchdown, right? Let's see somebody who's going to be a, a a fixture, with all due respect to David Blau, uh, in this offense, do some damage against Kansas. Lights the Dorch
1: tomorrow. I, of he, course. He, not his, it wasn't his own
0: fault. It was he had two balls go his way, and they're way over his head. Those were tough to watch yesterday in the rewatch. Toon missed those badly. And I love Clayton Toon. I think he'll be much better tomorrow, by the way. I haven't had to bang the drum for Toon this week because I. I do think he, to me, he he proved a lot of people wrong in the second half. He he completed some nice balls and give give the first half to Colt. Give the second half to Clayton. No no issue with that. How long do you think Colt plays tomorrow? By the way,
1: Uh, I think he'll play close to the first entire first half.
0: You think so? You don't think it'll just be like a couple couple possessions, a quarter maybe?
1: Uh, I I honestly they really wouldn't give us any insight to how long he's gonna Mm -hmm. play. I mean, it was it was as late as you know Wednesday where you know. Either, either JG Rollis or Petzing, they were all saying, "Hey, we're still figuring that out." So I don't know why they want to keep it so tight to the vest, but you know, I think we'll see. Obviously, more than one series with Colt, and, and I'm hoping to see at least a, a, an entire half because I really don't see any. Like, why not just get him a half this week and then just call it a preseason for McCoy?
0: CJM Entertainment, what do you all want to see from Paris Johnson before the season starts for him to stay healthy? and for him to yeah, continue right. to do what he's doing. And that's be the what I think is one of the best first-round picks this franchise has had since Kyler Murray. Just going about his business, lunch-pail mentality. Uh, the less you hear about Paris Johnson Jr., the better he's playing. Yeah. He's not a liability. He's not knee-deep. DJ Humphrey's circa 2015, he's just quietly proven himself. And, again, he, he's going to get his flowers at some point as well. But we yeah. talk about Michael Wilson because it's a flashy skill player that came out of nowhere. Like, Paris has been borderline just as dominant at times
1: yeah more more good tape that's what you want to see from from paris johnson jr and you know maybe uh, who was a pre-draft darling for the cardinals uh george carloftis don't don't make my boy johnny see oh, no. Oh, no make any plays as we
0: we were both anti Karloftis, weren't we yeah big big stinker we weren't a fan of him he had like two sacks in the first game and then he didn't do anything the rest of the year i just i'm you know, respectfully, the Cardinals had a Purdue receiver come in and it hasn't gone well. I didn't want a Purdue ed- edge rusher from the Big Ten. I, can we just stay with some either an SEC or, or a Power 5 power? And yeah. they did that. They took a kid from Ohio State that dominated Georgia's defensive line. It's like, okay. He just didn't get that during draft season. Yeah. Everybody's like, I don't know about Paris Johnson Jr. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Look at the tape. Potato- Look <laughs> how great he was. This team needs everything. You don't want this, the best tackle in the draft? I don't know, John. Nah. Give me Tyree Wilson from Texas tech. The dude who just got activated. Right. He's not been playing or the guy who's been starting since OTAs and hasn't missed a beat. It's just, just listen to me and Monty Austin for, we know what we're talking about.
1: They got the big pick from Hamilton, uh, last week. I want to see more of the ball getting taken away. And I know that's asking a lot against Mahomes, mm-hmm. but yeah. I want to see more of Isaiah Simmons. If you talk about rewatching the tape, if you, if you were watching, especially in the first half against the Broncos ones and, and, you know, how much pressure and, and then you say Russell Wilson was the most pressured quarterback uh in, in the NFL in preseason week one, um, by the Cardinals defensive line. Like Isaiah Simmons did not get the opportunity to do anything. Like he's like 10 yards away from the play because they're all like Russell Wilson was just not either getting the ball out or getting it close to where Isaiah Simmons is on the field. I want to see Isaiah Simmons get an opportunity, pick a ball off tomorrow. I, I do. And I see Keetra Clark in there. I want to see, continue to see 13
0: get opportunities as well. Could be this, the game that the Cardinals take advantage of a receiving core with Kansas city. That's let's just call it kindly in flux. I mean, name a starting receiver for them, Justin Ross or whatever his name is. That was undrafted. I mean, they yeah. got, They got some dysfunction there. They lost Hardman. They've lost a bunch of players. So we'll see. Can the cards be the benefactor? You're going to be the benefactor right now of subscribing to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. We've been dropping audio-only podcasts. Check them out if you haven't. Maybe we'll do one coming out on Monday morning. In the meantime, tomorrow, manana, live from PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix, will be myself, Saul Bookman, and a special guest as we kick it off with the pregame, 30 minutes prior to kickoff. Then a post-game show. Bo Brock joining us live from State Farm Stadium, just like last Friday, breaking down all the action. In the meantime, subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. Ring that bell notification so you're notified every single time your boys go live. In the meantime, have a great weekend. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you at the game.